so uh, I was supposed to record an intro for this thing, but since Colin's taking the one brain cell shared between us, um, I guess this is all you get, so you're welcome. Take it away, Darth. And now, we're listening to Let's Talk the Sports Ball with Colin and Andrew. And That's been our calling card, is a lack of consistency. It, you know, it's really it's the like, only thing we have going for us at this it's point. It's it. Uh, Forrest Gump said, life is like a box of chocolates. What he meant to say was, let's talk about the sports ball is like a box of chocolates. Which you is never, really weird. You never quite know what you're going to get. That a mentally handicapped man predicted the future. Well, <laughs> by to be least, fair. When did if, that come if, out? Like, 93? Yeah. Like, by over 20 years. Well, to be fair, if you listen to this podcast... You're probably mentally handicapped. There's if, no other reason to do it, you know? You, if you watch Forrest Gump in reverse, it's basically... <laughs> it's basically, it's about, basically this. about this. basically about this Yeah. I've never watched Forrest Gump. So does that mean we're going to be ping pong champs next? Does, or? That, does that happen in Forrest Gump? No, that's that's uh, Balls of Fury. No, 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 no. Isn't that... No, that's Forrest Gump. He becomes a ping pong champ. And he, he? Yeah, world champ. I've, I, I've also, never seen the movie. I don't, I don't know. How have you never seen the movie? He plays just, for the he, Crimson Tide. I, all the All-American tank. <laughs> I don't. I just never seen the movie. It's pretty good. Like we, I don't, we gotta watch it. I don't know who. I know of Lieutenant Dan. I don't know who he is. Lieutenant Dan. I think he's a cripple. Uh, or he got for his part legs of the movie. Yeah, for part and, of the movie, he's a cripple. He likes shrimp. I think. Uh, Jenny. J- yeah. You know anything about Jenny? Oh my! Let me tell you about Jenny. <laughs> my dad, literally, for I don't even unprovoked would just be like Jenny. <laughs> I don't know why. Nothing would provoke him. Sometimes uh, you just say it. It's really weird. For my ACT, um, I wrote the essay about Forrest Gump. Really? And I got the max score. Your SAT, you wrote about Forrest Gump. ACT. ACT. Okay, even better. Yes. So, I watched Forrest Gump the night before until 2 a.m. The test was at 8. I was like, this is supposed to be a p- about perseverance in media. Oh my Forrest god, there's Gump. nothing better than yeah. I, the, What I do know is that there's nothing better than Forrest Gump because it's lived on for so many years and it's like a three and a half hour movie. So you live in the city that had Bubba Gump shrimp and you had never seen Forrest Gump. In North Carolina? No, here. Oh, in Charleston? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been to, I've been to, a, have I been to a Bubba? No, I haven't. They came on. Um, well, they closed it. So your well, that's opportunity a, has passed. Sucks. They came on Low Country Live though. Oh, and did they? I ate some shrimp and grits. That's why they had to close. They spent so much money they, on Low they Country did, Live. They did. It probably cost like $400 for the three minutes they were on air. Um, but no, I'd never eaten grit. I don't like grits. I still don't. But the way they did their grits yeah. was delicious. And I love shrimp. So it was like, you know. The first time I ate grits, I immediately puked. I don't blame you. We but were- I love grits now. So... so we when I went to Orlando like a year ago, I don't remember. It was I went to Orlando at some point in the past 
lifetime. <laughs> right. And there was a Bubba Gump shrimp at the Universal Studios. Like, not to get any, not in Universal, like when you pay the ticket, but like the boardwalk outside of yeah. it, whatever that's called. Yeah. Um, there's like a Margaritaville, or there's a Bubba Gump shrimp, like as soon as you walked in, more or less. And then a little bit further down, there was a Margaritaville. And I was like, these are like two classic restaurants. Absolutely. Like, I I don't know how I, how we're going to pick, because I was with my friends. I was like, I don't know how we're going to pick just one. And then we just went to Margaritaville twice. <laughs> <laughs> I spent $70 in margaritas alone. And they were they were straw, frozen strawberry margaritas. And I don't remember leaving. That sounds incredible. That sounds absolutely incredible. People kept yelling salt for no reason. Because it was in the song. Welcome to Let's Talk the Sports Ball. Yes, welcome. If you hear a dog in the background. We have a, we have a guest today. We have two guests. One of them has a, abandoned us because suddenly she just decided she didn't want to be a part of this. Bella, come here. That was Lola. If that was, if that was picked up at all in the audio thing. Um, we are no longer. We have been kicked out of ABC News 4. We have been terminated. We have not been terminated. We, um, I went, I went, I went to, Wow. Look at that! We are getting actual audio readings on our our because I our dropped report. my phone. Yeah, it's not just the cowbell because you didn't ring the cowbell. I didn't. That's, you're right. Uh, Mississippi State was destroyed, so I, so you burnt the so you like I, I set I set the cowbell on fire. Yes. Is it still on fire? Yes, it is still on fire. Why um, are you crying? When our news agency reports a structure fire, it's it it started because of the cowbell. Well, I mean, most of the structure fires I feel are started by you, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but now we know what was set on fire in this one. Yes. Um. So this past Saturday, I went to North Carolina, and so we were not able to record it at one in the morning, which is a typical fashion. Yes. Um. Can we talk about what we missed while we were recording last week? What did we miss? Oh, Washington, oh, Washington State, State, UCLA. What did Pac-12 after dark? Yes, pack, we missed Pac-12 after dark. So we go into the studio, and we're talking good about Washington State because they're just absolutely blowing out UCLA. And we get out, and our sports guy is still in the office. And we're like, Greg, why are you still here? Still here. And he's like, well, have you seen this game? And then we just sat down and watched the rest of the game with him. And, and we're that like, was... no, we're recording the highly anticipated second episode of Let's Talk the Sports Ball, right. you ignorant swine. <laughs> Why would you ask us this stupid question? <laughs> Anyways, continue with the story. So then we sat down and we watched the rest of the game with Greg. And that was probably the most incredible football game I've seen in recent memory. It was, it was the most incredible and in where I didn't care who won and lost. I mean, I like Washington State casually. I root for Mike Leach regardless of I, the situation. I just root for, I don't know why, I root for the flag, Old Faithful or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I really had faith that they were going to win. But in the end, I was like, you know, if you see, I kind of want them to come back and win. Just because, like, what are the, what are like, like, yeah, like 35 points. We went into the studio. I think we said this game's like Washington State's just projected to win. So there's like. It was like a 98.9% chance on ESPN when we went in that Washington State was going to win. And then they lost. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, Gardner Minshew was there, the living legend. And it just, it, you know, that, that hurts a little in my soul. It does. But then he came back and he won yesterday against yes, the Denver Broncos. Well, this is the first Let's Talk the Sports Ball where we can talk more NFL results than just the Thursday night football game, which no one gives a shit about anyways. Yes, because we're recording on Monday instead of Saturday. Now we're only going to miss one NFL game instead of right. 15 of them. Right. By the way... Because this the uh, most recent Thursday night football game was against the Eagles and Packers. Yes. 
Um, congratulations to two of our coworkers. Yes. For having their first child. Yes. Um, they're Packers fans, which is unfortunate because the Packers lost to but the Eagles. It was a good day for them. But it was a good overall week for them. Yeah. Because Florida State to the also world, won, so that's good for them. Yes. Lachlan. Lachlan. Um, I didn't know how to pronounce their last. I think I told you this. Michener. Lachlan Michener. Yes. I thought it was. I, so I thought it was Meichner because I can't pronounce words properly. <laughs> then I thought it was Michener, and now you're telling me it's M- Mitch. Mitch. Michener. Michener. Okay. I won't remember that, but I'm glad I relatively know more or less yeah. the pronunciation. Absolutely. Congratulations. You can't, you can't ask people how to pronounce their last name. It's, you just have to hear it. I, Unless it's and super... there are certain people where like I'm like, man, I've known these this person like far too long to ask you how to say your name, you know? So then every time I see him I just have to say, What's up? Like, how are you? You know what's weird is when somebody has like a nickname or not like a nickname, but they use their middle name as their first name. And then the, they they forget what their real first name is. I got pulled over one time with our friends because we were riding. We weren't doing anything wrong. We were just riding around late at night. And for some stupid reason, we went into a cemetery. Literally did nothing wrong. Yeah. Like we were just being stupid and driving around places we shouldn't be driving around. Right. We got pulled over. We had we did have too many people in the car, but um, and I was driving the car, so I had to get out and talk to the cop. And he didn't have his license. His name. I mean his. Middle name is his first name, but he told them his first name. So I was like, by the way, guys, that's not his real first name because he didn't have his license. So they're going to have to try to look him up to make just like see who everybody was. Yeah. So now he looks like and way more sketchy than he really I'm is. Like, by the way, guys, his middle name is his first name is actually this and not this. So if that changes anything and one of the cops just throws up his hands like, well, that changes everything. <laughs> I was like, does it? Like, I knew I knew it'd be a little that harder, but does it change everything? You still won't find anything. Like, so what exactly is, is it changing yeah. in this, in this situation? Apparently. Everything. I mean, we still got to leave, so it must not have changed that much. But it, it, it changed everything. Everything. Roughly. Uh, the world hasn't been the same since that day, actually. Um, you know, a lot of people like to say that we live on the worst timeline, you know? And that's the reason why. That was the the the, the that's fork where, that's in the where, road yeah. for the world when everything changed. It's like he either tells them his name immediately, or we start the Cold War part part two. Yes, and, and I and, feel like we're starting the Cold War. Part yeah, two. and it's all because of your friend decided to give his middle name. You are a motherfucker, Luke. You have you have a lot of uh, nerve. This dog is like we're torturing her, but she's just in. Listen, she has a good life. Do not let her. Do not let her fool you. She. We found her on the street after Hurricane Florence. Really? She. Um, Where so, at? So the uh, in South Carolina, Florence like pretty much stopped most normal functioning jobs for like the whole week. I know you. You at the time were working at the news station still, so you probably had to show up to work. Yeah. But I was working at a Sherwin Williams at that point still, like a month before I got hired at ABC. So. The, the the Monday back after the hurricane, this dog just shows up at our front our back like gate door where we get deliveries of paint and everything and we were like, What what are we gonna do about this dog? Yeah. And and some for some reason the the shelter or society couldn't really do anything at that like they couldn't send Because they were probably vacating all the dogs. I think it was yeah, something like that. And also if we had called animal shelter, they would have just taken her to a pound. 
and then and not a society, not a no kill shelter. It was yeah, it was something weird. So me and somebody else, like a lot of people, were like, we can take the dog, you know, we can rotate, and then if none of us really want her, we'll just give her to the society. And we took her home. I think the first night, first or second night, and then we gave her to somebody else. And for a couple of weeks, they had her. And then they were like, we don't want her anymore. Y'all can have her. And then we were like, you know, she's great, but we really can't have another dog. And then when we tried to give her away, girlfriend just bawled. Yeah, bawled her up, Even though she attached to me more than her, which, I mean, and I was like, okay, this sucks, but I'm prepared to, like, lose her. And then that day we were like, she was like, we shouldn't have left her. We shouldn't have left her. And then the next day we had thought she got adopted, but we just went back to check. And then she's still there. So now she's crying in my bedroom because <laughs> because that's apparently- a sweet story though she's great i mean she's she's like a pit bull mix with like boxer or something we, we're not like she's definitely got some pit bull in her yeah but she's great i mean i feel like pit bulls get a bad rap people have their own experiences with all types of dogs my dad hates chihuahuas this other dog over here is a chihuahua mix with some demented scrappy do knockoff but she's adorable, <laughs> and as a whole, I think she's okay. I I can't think of a single dog breed I have issue with. I, I find Dal- Dalmatians have always seen... Everyone I've met has been aggressive. Um, okay, Corella DeVille. Chihuahuas... Is that her name? Yeah, so, something <laughs> like that. Chihuahuas have always been, as a whole, aggressive. Like, more pure Chihuahuas. Yeah. And... Poodles creep me out, and that's basically it. That's yeah. the long and the short of it. Yeah. So let's let's get into the meat of this thing, all right? Let's get into the juicy center. Yes, the uh, the chicken breast of this podcast, okay, if you well, will. I mean, I you know. won't, but thank you. <laughs> this is taken. This is two hours alone today in the making, and we wasted the first thirteen minutes talking about nonsense. Yes. Real quick, what did you think? I know you said you like the cherry lemon sundar. Where would you rank it? What, what am I? What am I ranking it against? Are, are we doing a soda tier list? Not not soda tier, but like in your, because Coke's a classic. Like even if you don't like Coke, you know Coke it. is a classic. But I'm not gonna lie, I would prefer a Pepsi. But you res- okay? Well, I hate you. Um, no, I listen, don't, listen, see, listen. I, okay, here's the deal. Here's here's the God given truth. All right. There's only three certainties in this world. <laughs> yeah, you you either listen to sports ball, you don't. Or you drink Coke. And I, I do two and a half of those things. Two and a half. Because I fell asleep listening to the, sec- the second episode last week. It's a good week, thing to fall asleep I, to. I got tired. It was, but it was really disorienting at the I same time. I believe it. Hearing yourself speak. Anyways. Okay. God-given truth. Yep. Um, you basically just called her over there. No. I didn't mean to. I slammed my head against the table. Now the dog's talking to me. Hey, yo, dog. Um, so if I have to choose between a bottled Coke or a bottled Pepsi, right? I'm choosing the bottled Pepsi. Now, if we're talking fountain, right? Like, I would... Ra- nothing I, Nothing beats a fountain Coke, in my opinion. No. A, a McDonald's fountain Coke, nothing beats it. It's like, because they get, like, the pure Coca-Cola syrup. Yes. And not the, and like the, and in they, gas station. Gas station Coke is... is I mean, it's Coke, but well, it's, not, it's not to, great. Compared to other fast food restaurants, too, mm-hmm. um, McDonald's, they get their syrup, and they keep it in the metal tin or whatever, yeah. and they keep it refrigerated. Whereas when I worked at Chick-fil-A, it's in a, it's box, like a box just yeah. out, you know? And that's how so. all the other sodas... I work at McDonald's. That's true. We had a hell of a time with our Coca-Cola tin when it ran out one time. That was a pain in the ass to get the nozzle out of the ground. But yes, more or less, the truth is, 
all the other sodas come in your standard boxes. McDonald's Coke comes from the gods in a metal tin. Yes. And that's that's so that's why I say like McDonald's Coke over any other standard brown soda. Uh, but if I'm getting bottled, I'd rather I prefer a Pepsi. See, when I asked about the cherry lemon sundrop, it's not compared to like straight Coke. Right. But in your offshoot soda tier list, like with Coke Cherry and right. like Mountain Dew Code Red and Fant like what would you say Fanta Orange is the standard Fanta? So would you say Fanta Grape is the offshoot? Yes, I would say Fanta Grapes, the offshoot, or their Fanta Cherry. I think there's like, yeah, I think there's like a red Fanta, whatever yes, that is, and a yes. green one. I've Maybe. never had the green one. I don't know. That might be a hallucination, but Maybe. I feel like there's a green one. It sounds, that might not it be sounds true. true. I be- I mean, when you said it, I believed you. I saw it in my head. Um, so if I'm comparing it to the offshoots, right, I'm taking Code Red number one regardless. It's almost as classic as any other. Right. It, I mean, Mountain Dew Code Red, I would take it's that It's like before. before Mountain Dew started overdoing it yeah. with their offshoots. I'm not going to lie. Baja Blast, though. Woo. I never got into Baja Blast. It just never tickled my pickle. I don't get anything else when I go to Taco Bell. It's the Baja Blast every time. I don't. I only get Mountain Dew. Some, you know, I'm not going to turn down a Baja Blast, but if I order myself, it's just always just normal Mountain yeah. Dew. Like, that's just... But honestly, I think I would put this right below, right below uh, Code Red. Yeah, I mean, for those of you you that have had Cherry Lemon Sundrop, it's probably the closest thing to an orgasm that your mouth can have in a drink. And this is a great time to say this episode is sponsored by Cherry Lemon Sundrop Citrus Soda. It's It's like an orgasm in your mouth. Naturally and artificially (laughs) flavored. You figure out which one causes which. Um, It's like a North Carolina, like, really specific city in north carolina and then like a couple other cities like in the surrounding radius have it and like you can get it as far like 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 200 miles west of the city that it's in but really north carolina is more or less the only place that you can get it yeah i'd never heard of it until about 30 minutes ago uh and it is incredible i really like it like when i went to college 200 200 miles away from where i live um my grandma would send two liters of cherry lemon sundrop back with me when she would get me like care packages because she knew that there was no cherry lemon sundrop in the area. Speaking of your college, Western Carolina, did you see (gasps) the fake punt? I didn't because we were, like I said, I went home. We watched Alabama Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, I don't have ESPN plus anymore. I couldn't keep up with it. I kept checking the Alabama or the Western score and I kept getting depressed so then I just stopped caring, and my dad the next morning was like, they got a fake punt. They were on Sports Center. I was like, what was the score again? I don't care. The uh, fake punt was incredible. It was. So what, what happened? Explain it to me. So, Use your words to visualize it in so my mind. So the punter goes to punt. Y'all are on your own 20-yard line probably, right? Probably. That seems realistic and, for Western football. And he, he's kind of gearing up like he's doing a rugby punt, right? Like he's kind of like running towards the line. Okay. Um. Then he just takes off? Uh, yeah, the entire defense is kind of playing, like, back, um, playing coverage. They're not really trying to block it, so there's nobody around him. And he just takes off through the B gap and then just sprints all the way. Outran, like, two or three people. It was incredible. What? I've never seen a punter just show that kind of athleticism. Do you remember the punter's name, no, by chance? absolutely not. Does Berryman sound right? Uh, you could say any name, and I would be like, yeah, that sounds you right. You know what? My, I, but wait. Berryman sounds like a good name. That See... <laughs> It, the in my communications department there was a guy 
Uh, he was the punter at Western. He was a starting punter. He was really good. I don't know if he's still there. That's why I asked. But he, um, his, it was Ian Berryman was his so, name. In, I'm going to look it up real quick. I hope ESPN has I'll, it. I'll tell a story while you're looking it up. Um, so when I went to Mississippi State, one of the walk-on kickers it was... It was not. It looks like his name was Caleb Ferguson. Caleb Ferguson. Well, when I went to Mississippi State, one of the walk-on kickers was in my hallway. And like when he first got there, he just went and he started like he would kick a ball and make it like hit the top of the upright or whatever to make a reel to send to Dan Mullen to try to walk onto the team. Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting on the team. Dude's name was Jaws. All right. And Jaws was clinically fucking insane. Okay. Was he German? No, he okay. was just Midwestern, you know, he no, was, that's worse. He was yeah, it's way worse. He was from Wisconsin. So he, he had that accent, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but dude was just clinically insane. He's like 5'7". I remember one time we had our door open and I was drinking, right? And I was pretty much done drinking for the night. I was about to go to sleep. Jaws walks into the room and he's like, are you fucking drunk? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm getting there. And he's like, no, you got to be all the way there right now. And I was like, whoa, please chill. <laughs> Don't yell at me. <laughs> and then he put his finger in my face and he was like, start chugging right fucking now. You're not going to be a little pussy. And I was like, whoa. Oh my God. Dude. Jaws. And like, I was just so intimidated. I did it. You know what I mean? And then he was like, pour another one right now. I mean, I'd be and, scared that he'd like kick me if I didn't listen to yeah, him. Honestly. Dude, dude. He was coming back. It was before we played LSU, and that was like a 9.30 p.m. game. So, like, they were doing night practices. So, like, he was coming back at, like, 11 o'clock from practice. And he just started screaming at me to drink. And then I drank until I threw up because of Jaws. Good work, Jaws. Also, I'm going to have to go fix this dog because, because this is... <laughs> That's fair. Why don't you say some words? Uh, I don't really have words to say to tie us over, so here's the plan. Oh my god, the dog is here. Hello. Hello. Lola has entered the, the chat. <laughs> she is crazy. This is the dog saved from Florence. Yeah, she she loves people so much. She she cries when we go out and take her for walks when she sees somebody in the distance who just like won't pay her any attention. Cause she looks like a pit bull, so some people like just don't like her. But hey, hey, <laughs> girls, <laughs> girls, y'all have literally thrown this off the rail. Yeah, lick the microphone. That'll <laughs> that'll go great. Yeah, lick that, lick that. Yeah. See, it's okay. It's okay. Everything is okay. That that sounds disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, I love these dogs. Alright, so uh, now that the podcast has been thrown off the rails, I say we try to get back into the uh, chicken breast of this podcast. Okay. Right? So if you insist. <laughs> Let's try to get this thing back uh, back on the rails, you know what I'm saying? So what do, what do we want to talk about first? We can talk about a multitude of I want to talk about college football playoff expansion and the possibility. Hot dog, turn to page 306 in your textbooks that <laughs> I wrote earlier this weekend. You gotta stop petting her. Now we can't let them play because then they'll just absolutely go bananas. So we gotta like put a swift stop to that when that happens. Okay. Like right now. Bella. Bella. Wait, I have a better idea. Here, tie, tie, keep the people occupied again. I I think we need to just cut to a uh, color bar. <laughs> oh no. Go see Andrew. 
Do you like that? Do you like that more than thirty seconds of silence? Looks like it's going to be forty-five seconds of silence. <laughs> See, individually they're great. Together they're they're terrible. They're just terrible. Lola, come here. I'll hold you. I will hold you. You're okay. Come here. Yes. Brilliant. We uh, all right. Let's talk about the meat of this pie. <laughs> Let's good, get into the chicken. Let's breast. get into the chicken breast. <laughs> so, what's your opinion? Should the college football playoff expand? Yes. I feel How much? Twelve. Twelve. Not by twelve. Twelve total teams. That's bold. Is that bold? I think so. What should what What is the consensus that most people think should expand by? I think most people are saying eight. I think six. So you think they should expand to six teams. Most people say eight teams, and I'm saying 12 teams. Yes. Okay. Explain why six. So here's the thing. Until college players start making money, it's such a violent sport. I think we, you can't just add – how many more games would 12 be? That would be three, four more games at the end of the season? It would be – it would, depending on what seed you would be, it would be upwards of four. Okay. Or see, it, see yeah, that's it would so be many. Maybe five. That's total. so many. And I understand that the, the business of college football is run based off of money, and that would make a lot of money. But here's the thing these people aren't getting paid. Football's a violent sport, and we're already going into, you know, you've got to play through finals for your conference championship game, right? And then you've got to play into the next semester too, right? These are students. I think that's too much. I think the best scenario is six because what that allows is it allows these five and six teams who have been on the bubble and at the end of the year there's been questions whether like TCU would have won the college football playoff uh, the first year, right? Mm -hmm. The five and six teams, those are teams that are really on the bubble. I think seven through 12, there's – it's been rare that there's been seven through 12 teams that we actually think would have won it all. Right. And what I think you need to do with a 16 playoff is number one and number two, they get the automatic buys. To they start get the, the automatic buys to start the playoffs. I think you make the other ones bowl games and then just to further incentivize being number one or number two. Right. I think you let those semifinal games be home games. Okay. Because I think on-campus playoff games would be incredible to watch. See, my 12-team playoff is not that far off. And here's why. Here's something that I didn't like put into my my plan for it necessarily, but I want to throw this out there. What if they cut the games back to 10 regular season games? Okay. Like eight conference or seven still, whatever. Because some some have seven, some have eight. And then you still have two to three non-conference opponents you can schedule. Playing devil's advocate here, how many great rivals rivalries would we lose? That are in or out of conference? Uh, both. Well, uh, I guess it's up to those teams to... I mean, we've already lost great rivalries, like Pitt Dude, and West Virginia yeah, for and more... Texas and Texas A&M. Like, by, for more or less, no reason. But you here's the thing. three if, or if, four if, chances. If Florida has 10 games, they're not going to schedule Florida State. Right? I, think, I feel like they... They do. It just might not be at the end of the season. I feel like the the I feel like the fans and the alumni would would kind of force their hand to make that happen because they know what that rivalry means to them. 
And I mean, it used to be eleven games. Yeah. And I mean, it, I mean, you know, the further back you go, the less games it used to be. Yeah. But up until recently, it was still eleven games. Yeah. Like not that long ago. So I feel like ten's still a good number. Yeah. I mean, now I didn't necessarily say that was a like a, a has to happen in my plan. Because, yeah, five extra games at most is still a lot of games. That's a lot of football. Right? So That's a lot of injuries. That's a lot of kids who are going to go to the NFL who are going to sit out for maybe even playoff games because yeah. it's so much. I mean, look at Jalen Jalen Smith. He was, I don't know if he was necessarily the first person that had this happen to him. But, yeah, she's got a, a tongue. Um, but it was really kind of high profile with him because he was, like, top – 10 maybe top five pick in the nfl draft at middle linebacker overall the best gets hurt in like the fiesta bowl yeah slips to the second round doesn't even play his first that's year. millions of dollars he's millions out of on. dollars and he's got a nice contract from dallas to kind of like reward him for all the hard work and rehabilitation that he's went through but if his career had gone sideways after that that's you there's lo- no you way lose your opportunity to make millions of dollars well, right? unless he had taken out some sort of insurance policy like some of these guys do yeah but you know, I mean, it's still a heartbreaking situation for him. So, more or less, what I did was in today's climate, there's ten conferences, there's the independents, and then there's a wild card. Like there's the highest non-conference champion ranked team that yeah. would go into my playoff, my okay. twelve team. Okay. So, but if Notre Dame or Army or some independents not ranked, then it would go to the second highest non-conference champion. Okay, so. So you're saying win your conference you're in? Definitely. Every, even if you're a group of five? Even if you're Appalachian State, yes. Okay. Because I, I did... Now, see, I found this great website called whatifsports.com, and literally is just like most of the... Like every team's college like from that year, you can simulate it. Like you can do 07 yeah. Texas or LSU or whatever to right. 1958 Temple. Yeah. If you, if you so well please. So what I did, and I, I spent way too much time on this. Yeah, well, that's it, an awesome website. I did. It is. It really is. It's fun. To, it's fun to mess around with. I simulated ten games for each matchup. So I think the first one was like Appalachian State, Ohio State. Yeah. And I simmed that ten times and took the average, and then that is most likely the outcome. Okay. Because I can't do it like a hundred times. That's yeah. just so. That's just. I'm not too a computer. Much. Yeah. yeah. So, in today, like last season, it was more or less like kind of played out how it played out in real life. I went back to 07 because that was a crazy year. Insane year. I don't know if the sim. I mean, you know, simulations tend to favor offensive teams because it doesn't account for, like, great defenses, what that can do. And this simulation's good, but it's not perfect. It had Hawaii getting all the way to the theoretical conference championship. Or the NCAA and the the national championship. Yeah. uh, Against Oklahoma. Oklahoma won. In the simulation with the Hawaii. But it had Hawaii making it all the it way. That Hawaii, was a good Hawaii team. It had Hawaii beating, I think, Ohio State and L- I don't even, Yeah, they beat, I think, Ohio State and LSU on their road in the simulation to get there. And for some reason, that doesn't have any BYU teams in their simulation past 2015. That's weird. So I just gave West Virginia the automatic win yeah. uh, over BYU in the first round. But yeah, first two rounds, the top four seeds based on poll rankings that are conference champions they get buys the first two rounds are all home games for the highest seed highest seeded team or whatever and then after that is like standard bowl games like we have now yeah which like you know fiesta sugar words whatever right um i think it gives everyone a shot i mean like you said 
who from 7 and 12 realistically has a chance? Not many people. Most of the teams who would be in the top 5, top 10, they're all going to be power 5 and maybe even one group of 5 yeah. conference champions. Yeah. So there's like basically everyone. And then you get like the number four or five team who probably played in their conference championship. You get them in there as the highest wild card. Yeah. And then you, I mean, you give the little schools a shot like yeah. you do in the NCAA basketball tournament. Why not just give them a shot in this tournament? And I, I think right now the most unfair thing in sports is that there's five conferences in college football who don't have a shot at winning a championship. You either need to move them to a different league or you need to give them an end to the playoff. Like, UCF deserved a chance at some point in the last two years. Like, I'm sorry, but they did. Like, and they just didn't get it. You know, people hate on the BCS, and I think, and we we've spoken about the B- it but the BCS would give a shot. It, it at least had Utah and Boise State, and you know, Hawaii was number and 10. USF was number one at one point, right? Like, it, like in it, 2007, it gave everyone. A chance. I mean, if you want to look at it, the Big East was basically is basically the American slightly. Yeah, slightly. I mean, obviously, the more strong teams like West Virginia have left that the, conference. But, but the tail end of the Big East was is basically the American. And West Virginia was up there in two thousand and seven. Yeah, and other years like that. And you know, Hawaii, even though they were undefeated, they had a lot of close games that year. So it kind of made sense why they weren't considered like Boise State, who had you know pedigree and people were they were scheduling people to like prove a point and stuff like right. that ucf they can't help stanford's kind of having a down ish year they can't help that they tried way. to schedule florida florida said no and they, you know yeah, they're I trying mean, i i didn't respect i didn't like ucf calling themselves national champions and saying all this stuff but they have at least tried their best to get in find a way in to the some sort of playoff or something and because the committee is about money and they know UCF won't really bring in that much money as far as tickets to the games and everything like that, because they're not a, you know, proud football alumni with or proud football historic right. school with all these millions of NFL players or, right. you know, I mean, yeah. they just don't have the pedigree. And as much as they try to say that it's not, we all know when you peel behind the curtain, if you're not Alabama, you basically don't have a guaranteed shot to get into the playoff. Alabama has it, deserved to be in the playoff, but, you know, it, Notre think, Dame yeah. last year? I mean, yeah. you know, come on. like, Yeah, absolutely. So I say it, give all the conference champions a shot because they're champions for a reason. They either upset a stronger seed to win the, the championship or they're legitimately that good. Yeah. So I, I think – I think you either need to expand the college football playoff to give group of five teams a chance, or you need to just admit that group of five and power five are in two different divisions and give them their own separate championship to play for. Because it's it's insane that there's that many teams who just don't have a shot to win the championship. Why are they in this? Well, why, why are why they keep them around? Really? Right. Give them their own thing. Right. Give a middle ground between FBS and FCS, right? Another division because there's no point in playing a sport if you're not competing for a championship. It's just not. And like, and that was probably part of UCF's problem is they thought they were legitimately doing enough to compete because the American. I think they were. 
Honestly, I think they were doing enough to have a shot, and they didn't get a shot, and I think that's bad. And I mean, the American. I think that's bad for college football. Of all of the Power Five schools, outside of like two Mountain West schools, it's really the American is the the bridge between the Power Five and the Group of Five. Yes, because American you, Conference, what they've been marketing themselves as a Power Six school. Yeah, I, a Power I mean, Six conference. They're, some of their bad schools, they're bad, but their good schools are good. Like Memphis. Memphis is incredible. Uh, they're UCF still undefeated has been really at this good. point. Yes. And uh, so is SMU. First time SMU has been ranked since the 1987 death penalty. That's a, incredible. They didn't have a winning season after that death penalty until like 99. That thing killed them. That's what they should have done to Ole Miss. Giving them the death penalty? Yes. Uh, I mean, I feel like you're a little biased. No. And I've been watch- watching SB Nation's <laughs> videos about Ole Miss. Oh, the and, uh, the like Theo Lewis, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And everything about and Laramie Tunsil and everything about that. Leo Lewis, I, I'm a, student athlete, forty-one. Whatever, you know, it's, listen, listen. Here's the thing. All right, Leo Lewis did nothing wrong. All right, he admitted Ole Miss paid him. Did he go there? No, but Ole Miss gave him money. Where did he go? I haven't finished the series. Mississippi State. Did he really? Is he still? He's not still there. Yeah. Oh my God. He's our starting middle linebacker. Oh my God. <laughs> Number ten. Um. Jesus Christ. So they went to a current Mississippi State player to get evidence against his rival school paying players. And Which, uh, listen, I'm a Mississippi State fan, so I love the story, but uh, kind of ridiculous. Everything about that seemed ridiculous. Like, everybody's paying the, the, each other. The, it's like... Look, the bottom line is, I think every fucking school in the SEC is paying players. Like, there's no way they're not. Well, it's It's... College football has a seedy underground. Players are getting star players are receiving financial incentives to play football. How many group of I mean, how many Power Five schools aren't paying players? Probably not many. The NCAA, I don't think they really care if players get paid, right? They don't want to lose any of their profits, and they don't want to look embarrassed, right? And Ole Miss embarrassed them on draft day on the. You know, this draft day is supposed to be like the biggest day for the NCAA. It's all these players who it's are like, under look the NCAA. Who, look who we've produced. We are the best farm system the NFL could possibly have. Right. We are keeping these guys amateurs, and L- they they failed to do that. Yeah. And and it started really with something that kind of didn't have to do with you know paying players. It had to do with Laramie Tunsil's. Thing, but that but led into everything else it's crazy that started because before that. I remember that draft night, it's like the gas mask was all anybody was talking I know, about. And but but it, if you really think about it, two things dropped. The gas mask video and the text with an Ole Miss coach asking for money, right? The gas mask video seemed like the big thing. But in reality, the biggest thing in that whole situation was that text asking for money. Well, you, well, that's the thing that's going to lead to problems down the line for it, Ole Miss. It, it, it if, if you were like an NCAA aficionado, you know, care about college football, the texts probably were the way bigger thing because, like, what a college athlete smoking marijuana? Who who gives a shit? You know, it was like before he was even fucking in college. But but like. but the but the but the bong in the NFL's eyes, the this sort of weird relationship they've had with you know all drugs, drugs and right. marijuana as a whole and kind of like the image that that video portrayed that was more controversial than it was more know. shocking for sure yeah and on but, the, depending on which side you were looking right, at it from right so that but yeah all i remember from that night was really the gas mask and then later it was like oh old miss is really you know kind of been corrupt the past several seasons see i 
But the thing is, as much as I want to sit here and say, oh, Ole Miss is terrible. So Leo Lewis was asked what schools gave him money, right? She's, she's like, what schools did it? Please tell me. I need to know. And he said, uh, and this is a direct quote, um, LSU, Ole Miss, Bama, and Redacted. Redacted was Mississippi State. Oh. So, like, all the schools were giving him money, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's the lay of the land in the SEC. The SEC is like the old Southwest Conference. Everybody's fucking paying players. It's just... But the look, big, but look what happened to the Southwest Conference. Right, it's it just, no longer exists ex- in its in its old state. Yeah, and the Big Twelve really doesn't take a lot of. It doesn't really recognize the history of the conferences that came before it. Right, it's like we're our own thing. You know, all the history with those other conferences, those schools claim that we really don't have any part of that. We are our own conference. Southwest Conference was cool. But, I, I mean, I, it had like Ar- or, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, and then all the Texas teams. Yeah. Um, and it, to me, it's kind of sad that all the Texas teams aren't together because like SMU was one of the best ones, you know, <laughs> and like, with, I don't know. With SMU being ranked, which is really odd, you know, just, it, it's, it's like, you know, college football hasn't missed them, but it's kind of like history has come back around to where SMU is at least decent again. Yeah. You know, I, I doubt that they'll finish the season undefeated. Um, they don't play UCF. But they're competing again. Yeah, they're competing again. And, I mean, they were competitive for under June Jones for, like, yeah. five seasons. But now it's like, at this point, they're undefeated. They upset TCU when TCU was ranked. They haven't really blown anybody out, including an FCS school. They kind of played it a little close for comfort. But it's like they're kind of, you know, we can start to see where they might start to come back around and be successful with former Texas quarterback Shane Buschel now under center for them. And it's it all feels like it's it's coming back together into the in the current day. It's yeah. like we watched history happen and we heard about it and we were taught it and now it's like we're watching history reform. Yeah. Into a school like rising from after so long rising from the ashes. Yeah. Like 30 I'm really happy 30 for over 30 years it's taken for them to get to this point and it's just being ranked. Not let alone playing in a bowl yeah. game that like matters, you know. You know what I hope? I hope it takes Ole Miss that long to get back on the horse. You know, I feel like it's not. You know, (laughs) no, it's good. Here's my dream: Ole Miss never has another winning season. You know what I mean? You know, I feel like that's a lot to ask the football gods for, especially. I'm only asking for the one thing, man. My team can suck too, but just don't let (laughs) them. We can suck equally. They can. They just have to suck more. But you know, looking at SMU being undefeated, there's only four undefeated teams that are not ranked in college football at this point. Undefeated and not ranked. Okay. There's Memphis, Baylor, Minnesota, and Appalachian State. And out of I'm surprised App State's not ranked. They they have the third most receiving votes in the AP poll. Okay. Out of those four schools, who is more likely to be ranked at least by the halfway point? Because they've all they're all four and zero, so they still have yet to get to six games. Who does App State have next? They they're at Louisiana, formerly at Louisiana Lafayette. Right. Uh, Minnesota is at home against Illinois. Baylor is at Kansas State, and Memphis is at Louisiana Monroe. So I f- really, the toughest mm. game is Baylor, but you kind of figured that at y- this point. Yeah, but also, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, ULL, they're not the joke they used to be. Louisiana Lafayette is not as bad as they used to be. They they look pretty good this season. Their their passing and rushing attack is just like. I mean, but what, their offense is insane. Appalachian State beat UNC at 
UNC where Clemson almost lost if Mac Brown had not called the worst two-point conversion attempt play that I have ever seen. I love the call, hate the play. I hated the call and hated the play. You have held them to 21 points. Yeah. 21 points. The number one team at your home stadium where you were favored to lose by more than 20 you like at this point, you've kind of shown I, that you can hang with them at least to get into overtime. But I, I think, I think once you get to overtime, I, I, I thought Clemson was going to take over. So I, I like the play. I like the call. I don't like the play because you have one shot, you know? And if you have a play that you had practiced and like you knew it was like a 75% chance to work, call that. I don't like what he called. See, people are like, wins are hard to come by. Yeah, that's true. And yes, you did just drive down the field against Clemson to like potentially tie the game up. Yeah. But you had to convert two fourth downs. You don't have a lot of field when you're on their three-yard line. You know, as nice as it is to be on the goal line, there's not a lot of room there. Yeah. And Clemson's guys are huge. Huge. So you got to call the right play. And if you don't have that many plays left in your playbook with a minute 15 to go in, in regulation – I feel like, you know, if you go for two and get it, that Clemson's just going to fly down the field, barring a turnover. Which, you know, with the way Trevor Lawrence has played isn't necessarily a guarantee he won't turn the ball over. But I feel like if you just tie it up, that's less incentive in a weird way for them to, to, dr- to drive down and score. Sure, absolutely. Because the game's not on the line. They would be playing for overtime, probably, right? Yeah. Um, playing for a last-second field goal or overtime. Knowing they haven't played their best. And... Who knows what happens in overtime at that point? I, I don't know. I like the decision. It's one of those things like it's ballsy and it didn't work, so he's going to get flagged for it. I don't like the play call, but I, I really think North Carolina would have lost that game in overtime. So, I, I mean, we'll never know. I mean, if they, had, if they had lost it like triple overtime going for two beyond, then I don't mind. You know, then I'd say, you know, that's you did what you could. But if they had lost – you know, and one of the two overtimes, then, yeah, I would look back on it and say, yeah, you know, they probably should have gone for two. But I feel like you got to put yourself in a chance to win, at a, in a good situation to win. And the way their defense had been playing, I feel like a good, you know, take the tie and hope that they play for overtime too. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. And that's why we're not head coaches in anything other than NCAA 14. Uh, which I'm a great head coach for Idaho. Just got our first winning season two years in. Congratulations. Can you still not play any any stadium that has more than 50,000 people? Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, you know, that's unfortunate. So, Game just lags out. <laughs> the other thing that you said in our description that we were going to talk about was the Madden curse. Yes. Now, I wanted to get to that really quick. Yeah. I don't think it's real. After looking at everything, I'm going to be the contrarian to cool sports miss. I don't think the Madden curse is real. Just going to throw that out there. What's your evidence? My evidence is, look at the first, like, 10 seasons of Madden. Eddie George, like, do bald the year he was the Madden cover athlete. Yes, he, he declined did. after that. But, you know, like, what what is the barometer for the Madden curse? Like, 17 years later, the dude gets a hernia. Oh, that's the Madden curse. He yeah, so, fucking got a hernia. So, when I've seen people talking about the Madden curse, they're like, it's literally like... If anything bad happens to them, the rest of their life they play Madden. That's just not. But see, like, as as logically as I want to argue against the Madden curse, I'm all for it, dude. Like I I love it. Like it, I I can make the argument the Madden curse didn't start till 2004. Mike Vick wouldn't have been arrested if and he was. That's that's not why. That's like that's like I was like. What? 
That's literally the argument for Mike Vick being on the Madden curse. Because he wasn't that great as a quarterback as a whole. In Madden, he was incredible. Well, yeah, but you know, but in real life, unstoppable. In real life, he wasn't that great. And then in 2004, when Madden 05 was released, Ray Lewis to like Sean Alexander, that was peak Madden curse years. Yes, because Ray Lewis didn't have an interception. Then he got hurt. Are we going to talk about Antonio Brown? You know, Antonio Brown probably is part of the Madden curse. If it is a real thing, that's probably what got him. Yeah. But, like, saying saying Vince Young was part of the, Ma- the Madden curse, Vince Young wasn't that great ever in the NFL. He, 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 got, he had some good years. I, I mean, not He, he who, had a feud with coaches. He would have still been the starting quarterback for the Titans if he hadn't had a feud with uh, Jeff, good mean, old Jeffy. And then good old G off. Peyton Hillis being part of the Madden curse is absolutely hysterical. Dude uh, literally had one good year. He was a one-hit wonder, And yeah. then what was supposed to happen to him? And like, where what was his career trajectory after that one good year? My favorite thing is, so he he was on the cover of Madden because they decided to let fans vote. And, who would, and everybody was like, yeah, fuck yeah, Peyton Hillis. Now who remembers who and, Peyton and, Hillis is? And like, fans have a, a hilarious sense of humor where they're like, fuck yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, put this Cleveland Browns fullback on the cover of Madden. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, you know, the, the reason Vince Young was on the cover of Madden was because People did not want Ladanian Tomlinson on the cover of Madden. They yeah. started a save LT from the MaddenCurse.com or something like that website, and That's was incredible. like, "Please I don't be, please don't be on the cover That's of Madden." Incredible. And he was, and he like pulled out, and he said it was for other reasons, whatever. But and it was because it was because save he was, LT. It was because he was terrified of the Madden Curse. So, well, if anybody needs to not get it, it's LT. Dude's dude's incredible. And uh, but it's really funny because his homie, who also played on the Chargers, Luis Castillo. He's been on, like, every Madden, as long as he was in the NFL, he was, like, on every Madden that was released in, like, Hispanic countries. Really? Because he was, like, basically the only Hispanic, one of the only Hispanic players in the NFL. And it's like, dude, you are going to always be on this cover. It's like, we will not even try to find another athlete. We could find a historic, you know, Hispanic-born player. We're not even going to bother with that. You're on the cover of Madden every year. That's incredible. What do you what do you think about that, Lola? Are you gonna be Madden Curse dog? She is a Madden Curse. <laughs> Dude, dogs are disgusting. She like vomited last week, looked at it, and then immediately tried to eat it. It's like what Stop. is what is in oh, your no. what is in your brain? Like what is wrong with y'all? And then and then there's the other one, yeah. So <laughs> I'm having trouble focusing. I don't blame you. Oh, big news today, though. Two big news is actually. Vontez Burfecht is now suspended for the remainder of 2019. For what? For uh, hitting Jack Doyle, the Colts, oh, yeah. the Colts tight end yesterday. Fair. Blatant head helmet to helmet hit. It's like, what is wrong with you, dude? This is the guy. No, you know what? Antonio Brown wasn't Madden cursed. He was Vontez Burfecht cursed. Vontez Burfecht is the only known man out there alive who is killing people's who's giving people cte on the regular yes yes. this dude is out here brain blast he is jimmy that that hit was insane oh on antonio brown yeah literally knocked him cold i thought he like he had i thought he broke a vertebrae or something just the way that he he flew in there with reckless abandon it's like you do know eventually you are gonna hurt yourself right yeah like you're not just hurting other people (laughs) like it's gonna be you yeah and he just doesn't he just doesn't care not at all. And it's crazy. And basically the NFL was like, we have told you 
time and time again to stop and you just won't stop doing it dude so we just have to suspend you for the yeah. whole year yeah i mean I, I, he deserves it you know i mean yeah i mean it's it's clearly a dirty hit yeah. and he's like running off the field like smiling and throwing his arms up has no idea what's going to happen literally 24 hours from that point that he's going to be suspended without pay for so is that just like a lack of care because he knows that he can't do shit like i mean it seems like he was like this at arizona state yeah he just didn't give a shit like one of the highest rated linebacker the highest rated linebacker the year he was in coming out of high school and he just got to arizona state and just didn't give a shit yeah and it's i guess that disconnect had to have been there his whole life yeah i guess in high school you know refs are weird and play is weird and you know everything's like that so it doesn't come across as like what's gonna happen but i mean this is something that he like that he had to have just had with him you don't you don't learn that yeah like you just don't learn the way that he's played overnight or out of college like this has had to have been with him his whole life right and and part of it is what makes you a good linebacker right that that want to hit people that want to hurt people like i mean that violent attitude makes you a great defender but like you know somebody has to teach you to rein it in you know and you have to have the ability to do it or else and with how the 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 it didn't help that he was on the bengals yeah who marvin lewis can't rein in anything no I mean, thank God he wasn't a cowboy in the old west, because he would have like all his cows would have just gotten to the pasture. I mean, like that dude should not have been the coach of the Bengals for as long as he was. No, it's like, oh, congratulations, you get like ten and six and eleven and five every like and then two lose or three the fucking year. wild card game every time. It's like what? I, it's like great. It's like he's the Jason Garrett. He's a slightly more successful Jason Garrett of the Bengals, and they should have fired him three years before that. He actually did fire him. They absolutely should have. He he should have been gone a long time ago. He's like Jeff Fisher. He's just one of those people that just like middles and just exists. And they get, does just enough to not get fired. Yeah, sometimes you know? they get lucky. Mm. You know, it's it's his career trajectory should not have lasted as long as it did. No, it shouldn't have. I mean, it's an embarrassment, really. You know, Bengals. You know, people say Bungles like make fun of them for their franchise history. They're a franchise that's gotten to two Super Bowls. Yeah. So like, there is some proud. You know. There is some pride Proud in history there. for and, Bengals. And absolutely. after you go like what, zero and nine in the playoffs under this one head coach, at what point do you say this isn't acceptable anymore? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know, dude. He should have been fired a long time ago. And the other news that came out today is that California did sign the Fair Pay yes. Play Act. Okay, I saw this with LeBron James. Not really sure why he wasn't a college athlete. He's not from California. I know he plays for the Lakers. I'm not mentally ill. But like what? Oh, he's the next governor of California. So is he? Yeah, it's he's he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I feel like he could do a better job winning the election in Ohio. Probably he'd probably win the entire surrounding. Uh, a lot of Lakers fans don't even like LeBron. No, I, no, absolutely not. LeBron's gonna trade you. But he's literally. <laughs> we need we need like an impromptu cowbell for this episode. We do, but we don't have one. You can um, jingle your keys. That worked. I, I was satisfied with that. But, like, the Lakers, you know, yeah, the, not talking about the Lakers. The Fair Pay to Play Act, yes. basically, they're not going to pay college athletes, but that gives them their, their likenesses back. Which? Which is what they deserve, and we talked about so that this last is gonna, week. So this is going to set in, in, what, 2024, 2023? Uh, 2023, I believe. So in 2023, 
this gives other states the time to catch up on this, right? Yeah. This is something that needs to fucking happen. A lot of states have already caught up and started writing the language into into action. So here's my question. We give players their likenesses back, right? They can make money on YouTube or signing autographs, however. Yeah. Does that mean we get NCAA back? I feel like that is the next logical step. It's at that point. Can the rights go to 2K instead of EA? We'll see. Here's the thing. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> That's the dream. But the thing is, the NCAA gave the colleges permission to go to, you know, it, to, to carry out an NC, uh, a college football game. And then, you know, but they felt pressure from like every, every angle. They knew they still weren't going to pay the players. And that was still the main issue. So then the colleges kind of just like backed out of it and everybody yeah. just sort of backed away. With this, I feel like the colleges don't need the NCAA's permission anymore yeah. because their state now allows it. So I feel like this is a big step towards it. But until we get like all the states that have a college football team involved in the FBS level, so like we don't need Alaska yeah. to get involved in this. We just need like you don't you don't you don't Texas believe, really. You don't believe in the uh, the, the G- Alaska Sea. Uh, puppies sea wolves yeah sea, no i don't believe in the alaskan sea wolves why the alaskan bullworms or like any, <laughs> any other thing to do with alaska like california was a big state yes. to jump on this because they basically were like we'll take away ncaa sanctioned events like the rose bowl yeah and things like that and they did not care they still are like it's not fair what you're doing it's not fair that they don't get their likenesses we, we we the NCAA loses more if the Rose Bowl goes away. Exactly, it's California like we're does. gonna we're gonna call your bluff because we can still hold a parade of roses. Yeah, you know we don't need y'all to do that. We the stadium still has the Rose Bowl on it. Yeah, like it's not. You can't move the Rose Bowl to Glendale. You know, like yeah. you can move it to Durham in 1944, but you can't move it to you can't move it to Glendale, Arizona, and call it by a different name. Yeah, so I feel like California is a huge step. Texas and Florida would be two other big ones. Yeah. Because those are like... And I think if those states do it, other states are going to follow suit. I feel like if those states do it, the NCAA just says, okay, fine. Yeah. You know, or if they get at least 10 other states that matter, not yeah. necessarily those, they're just going to, they're just going to wilt. It's like a campaign. They need to get the, the big swing states. You know, yeah. You know, Pennsylvania is a swing state. Like, what is Ohio. it? Ohio. They need Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, all those big swing states. Yes. And then um, Wisconsin, I think, or Minnesota. I don't know. I don't understand the elections. I don't either. I don't know. So, real quick, because I know you got to go actually do your job. Next week's game is 14 Iowa. This is a pick Okay. This is a pick 14 Iowa versus 19 Michigan at Michigan. Ooh, I'm taking Jimmy Harbaugh. He's a failure, but he'll win the games that don't matter. Yes. And then he'll lose to Wisconsin. He'll he'll beat Michigan. Michigan, he beats himself. (laughs) He'll beat Iowa. I'm I'm going Michigan. I mean... Next game, Auburn. You're picking Auburn? Yes. Just because they throttled Mississippi State that badly? Listen, you, you can't just throttle Mississippi State like that unless you're, like, good. All right? Wow. So. Uh, and also, I'm picking between the team that just throttled my team and fucking Dan Mullen. So, it's got to okay. be Auburn. See, Florida's at home. Kyle Trask has waited his whole life. His opportunity. Do yes. not miss your chance to blow. Yeah. And he's not going to blow it. And Florida's going to head into Georgia. The Florida Georgia line game. What is Dan Mullen like? Undefeated. Dan Mullen's what three and thirty against uh, ranked opponents. Well, that doesn't matter. This is a new year, new me. No. And Florida. New year, same six, Dan. Six All right. and Here's Dan Mullen. The swamp. Right. Here's Dan Mullen. This is his offense. 2014. Dak up the middle. That's his only play. 
Just Dude, Dak I don't want right to fucking hear about Dak Prescott today. What a fucking failure he, the entire Cowboys offense was yesterday. You can't what? blame Dak for that loss. But you know, I'm, gl- you know I'm glad the news came out before yesterday's game that they weren't close to a contract extension. Because I don't want a damn contract extension yet for Dak until right. he beats a team. Let me, let me finish shitting on Dan Mullen. He all is right? the Kirk Cousins that came out of Mississippi State. Dude Fuck blows. You. All right, 2015, it was Dak up the middle again. That was his only play. 2016, it was Nicky Fitz up the middle. That's good for an 8-4 and four season, huh? 2017, it was Nicky Fitz up the middle till he broke his ankle. All right? And then it was Keaton Thompson up the middle, and then he left. All right? That's a shame. 2018, it was Felipe Franks up the middle. 2019, it was Felipe Franks up the middle till Felipe Franks broke his leg. All right? Broke his ankle, whatever. Now it's Kyle Trask. He's going to break his ankle too. Dan Mullen quarterbacks break their ankles. That's what they do. Listen, they got they got at least two running backs there, and Lamichael P Ryan, yeah. whatever. And P Ryan's good. So brother is Samaj Samaj. I don't know the one that went to Oklahoma. Anyways, I'm going Florida. They're going to upset Auburn in the swamp, and then they're going to get their asses whooped by Georgia. And basically, everybody's going to beat up on themselves in the SEC except Alabama. Then it'll be an Iron Bowl matchup with Alabama-Auburn. Auburn will have one loss, you think? Mm, see, because they play Georgia, and yeah. I think they play LSU. Like Auburn and LSU have some of the toughest schedules yeah. in the SEC every year because they basically always play Florida. Yeah. So, well, Auburn always plays Georgia. Yeah, because the, the rivalry. But LSU-Florida, that hasn't been great recently. Listen, Florida hasn't proven fucking anything. All right, Florida was has been nine and three in the SEC East the last like seventeen years. Like they're just they're a middling team in a terrible division. I think they I think that they can make this happen because Auburn has a freshman quarterback and if Florida has a good enough defense to get to him, he's played good so far. He really has. But if they if Florida can get to him, and playing in the swamp is different than playing and it's, at and you know and, um, backup quarterback or not this dude has you know he's played good yeah. you know i mean they haven't really played anybody worth mentioning that much but he's done his part and you know i feel like another game under his belt last week against Towson i i you listen chomp no the chomp see i don't believe in florida if florida wins this game i'll have some belief in him but i thought you were going to say i'll drink some bleach <laughs> yeah, i will drink some bleach oh, wow okay but I don't believe in Florida yet. I just don't. I mean, I, I they were preseason top 10. They have not showed that yet. And they're number 10 still. Well, Notre Dame was preseason top 10, and their their asses are still hanging around in there. I just, Florida, to me, has not done anything besides running up on Michigan at the end of last year. That's the only thing they've done since Dan Mullen's got That's all you got to do for me is, is to quench my hatred for Michigan. But... Michigan was missing so many players in that game. and Oh, like, that boo-hoo. I'm just saying, Florida has not done anything to convince me that they are the Florida of the past yet. Number 11, Texas versus West Virginia in Morgantown. Both of them are 3-1, and one, which is shocking. Yes. Shocking because of how bad West Virginia looked to start the year. They look terrible, but they've pulled it together. I mean, have they or have they faced teams that like aren't that... Like NC State, you know, we probably thought they were a 7-5, and 8-4 maybe nine and three ACC school and they kind of suck. So like has West Virginia just played nobody. I mean, Texas other than Oklahoma state, what have they, they lost to LSU. So like, what have they really proven either right. at this point? You know, Texas is really the Florida of the, of the big 12 and you still got a lot to prove to me. Yeah. You know, last year was great. And then this year, you know, losing LSU is not bad, but you still, 
like, what are you going to do against like Oklahoma again? And right. like, like everybody again, you know, West Virginia isn't an easy place to go either. No, it's not. That's a intimidating environment. But I don't think West, I don't think West Virginia is anywhere close to being a good West Virginia school they've been in the past. I don't think so either. So I think the three and one I, is kind of a fluke. I think Texas pulls this one together. I don't really think it's close, but I thought it was interesting. Like, yeah, no, it is. How is West Virginia? Matchup. Like, we thought they were going to be so bad after that Missouri game, and then and then the way like they almost were kept it way too close against an FCS school. Yeah. So you know, I thought it was an interesting uh, matchup for West Virginia going into it. I think yeah, Texas is gonna. I think they have a shot at home. I mean, yeah. West Virginia has always got Listen, a shot North home. Carolina can can almost pull it out against Clemson. Any given Saturday, West Virginia, man. yeah, you know, what, any given Saturday. Twenty five, Michigan State, four and one, barely beat Indiana. It was by nine, but it was a lot closer than that throughout most of the game. Yeah. At number four, Ohio State. Michigan State has kind of been a thorn of of the teams that are good, like. Ohio State loses to some fluky schools like yeah. Iowa by like 35, Purdue, Purdue by 29. Yeah. And then, but Michigan State has consistently been the ranked team that has been the thorn in Ohio State's side in recent years. Absolutely. I, I, I think Ohio State pulls this one out, but Michigan's scrappy, dude. Michigan State's scrappy. They they always have been. I think they always will be. Justin, I mean, that's just uh, Justin Fields is just way too tough. And that dude playing, is on another level right yeah, now. Yeah, that dude's insane. Could, he's he's out of this atmosphere the could, way he's playing right could now. Could you imagine if Georgia had started him at quarterback? That team would be it's, unstoppable. Yeah, Georgia's looking like they picked the wrong quarterback right now. And I mean, you know, Jacob Eason's not been that bad up in Washington either. They Georgia had to choose between three quarterbacks and they might have gotten maybe the short end of the stick. Yeah. Like, but I don't think, I mean... It's not going to really hurt them unless they have to get in a shootout, which is looking more and more like in today's college football. you got to put up at least 40. Yeah. Because Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, they're all doing it. And these are all... Oklahoma, They're all I mean, so yeah. powerful offenses. I mean, it's insane. And, you know, you got a good defense, but if you can't catch up, if your defense lacks, I don't know if Georgia can hold on. I'd take an Ohio State. It's at home. I think Ohio State's going to roll into the national or the football playoff. I, right now, undefeated. I think so too. I mean, this is a it's scary. They're so they have, fucking. They good. have one of the the top defensive pl- prospects in upcoming NFL draft and Chase Young. This is a strong Buckeyes team. Very strong Buckeyes team. Which is scary to think Urban Meyer's not even their coach, and we're probably more scared of Ohio State now than we've ever been. Right. Um, absolutely, I'm definitely taking Ohio State in that one. Um, I think they're going to put up 45 and 45 to 20. That's my prediction i think that's yeah you know that might honestly if anything be giving michigan state's offense a little too much credit with how weirdly inconsistent i mean it's not weirdly inconsistent they're not a great offensive school yeah consistently their defense is always scary though but yeah they're kind of like a baby wisconsin yeah and that they're a baby wisconsin you know their offense is kind of better than their Better than Wisconsin's, but their defense is not really anywhere close to Wisconsin's, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. So they're kind of like a, a nice middle ground. And now the cat has entered the fray. <laughs> she has now come out after an hour. This is Scarlet. She doesn't really do that much. She kind of just exists. And she she can climb under the, the kitchen cabinet. That's, There's a hole under the cabinet, and she'll just stick her fat ass up there and just disappear for hours. It's really scary. Like, if a fire happens... She's I, just stuck in there. I don't know where the fuck... Like, I don't know how to fucking get to her unless I just bust through the cabinet, 
which like I don't know like I don't know where the fire's starting to where I can get to that cabinet easily, but do that as it may. So there's two games. These are low ticket price games. These are the low ticket price games, and I picked two because one always seems like it's not probably going to remain that price. Like it's usually between two schools that have name recognition. So it's like I feel like this is going to go up. Uh, maybe. So this game is Boston College Louisville. It's a two dollar ticket price, and right? It's, it's at Louisville. So I feel like I Boston College. I feel like Boston College alone weren't slightly like. Come on, at least ten dollars. Yeah, like Boston College isn't terrible, right? But also, I mean, I think but Louisville I, is. So. Yeah, Louisville's terrible, and I mean that's a fan base who they actually have something to look forward to with basketball. So like, I could totally see them just not giving a single fuck about this football game. And and the three dollar ticket, which is the next cheapest. Um, I think it's three dollars that will pay you to show up to this game. It's uh, UMass versus Florida International at Florida International. Um, that's the Butch Davis. Yeah, and it's kind of you know looked like it was going to be okay and kind of isn't. Same with Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic. Like first season was great, pretty solid. You yeah. know, I think they had nine wins, and then ever since then it's just kind of like fallen off. Neither of them have done anything. Um, so I'm going Boston College against Louisville, and I'm going, uh, you know, UMass beat Akron after getting, like, put like 25 points scored on them, like, losing by 25 to Southern Illinois in FCS school. Jeez. So, you know, I don't know what UMass is doing right I, now. I don't understand UMass. It's like, two years ago, they played almost everybody on their schedule tough. And then... And then... <laughs> UMass is weird. You know, here... You know, Gardner Webb plays North Carolina or Western Carolina. We don't give a fuck about that game. Here's what I, the last thing I want to, the discussion I kind of want to lead with or yeah. end with. Do you think, and I wanted to bring this up earlier, but we kind of got sidetracked. Do you think that college football should introduce a, like a Premier League soccer where they have teams go up and come down? Like, like, you know, let's say they do separate group of five and power five yeah. into their own separate things. Like, if you're really consistently good as a group of five school, yeah, do you then move into the power five and, like, I don't know, UCF and the ACC or whatever? Yeah, and just and have then, a few, like, and if probationary seasons almost? Yeah, and then if you're bad, you know, you go back down after, if you know, somebody Absolutely. Else is, there needs to be an end for teams to move up. And then FCS can do something similar where, I mean, like, there's not that many differences between a bad FCS school and a decent FCS school. I mean, we've seen that with... The Citadel and Georgia Tech, with the way the Citadel just beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, Citadel's not even that that good. Yeah, like they're they're like three and three if or three and four. Like they're not like blowing anybody away in FCS level by any means. But they they took out a Power Five team. Yeah, and even a bad Power Five team, one that lost twenty four to two to Temple. Yeah, twenty four to two. That like, was the weirdest score on Saturday. That might be a scoreagami. <laughs> um, cannot confirm. College football's probably had every score. Ever. Under the sun, except yeah. for seventy six to five the other with Ohio State oh, the other week, insane. But you know, I I agree. I feel like there's got to be a means to an end. Um, I would like I would. They'll never do that because there's there's certain like things like stadium size and all this other stuff you have to have to become an FBS school, right? And it, conferences are the the decider, right? They don't want you if you're not going to help their brand as a conference. Yeah, but I, there needs to be a way for UCF to compete for a championship. Like, like here's my thing. Say the Big Ten. Say, oh, I don't know. You know, Memphis is kind of nearby. Or let's say, you know, let's go back to um, Western Michigan. Say they had had more than one. Say P.J. Fleck had stayed there and they had one, more than one sustained season of success. Right, right. 
Do you then kick, like, Rutgers has been consistently bad, just fired their head coach. Do you kick Rutgers out of the Big Ten to send down to the the group of five or the group of five or whatever you would call them. I think yes, we do this if we're thinking about conferences as just football conferences, right? But like Rutgers wasn't added to the Big Ten because of football. Rutgers was added to the Big Ten because they needed somebody, and Rutgers had it academically. Academics play a huge part in these conferences too. Uh, yeah, right. That's, that's the thing is like it, West Virginia would be in the ACC if they had better academics. And do you? And then how do you get conferences like Notre Because you can't have independence in this situation. Right. You'd have to have Notre Dame to have a conference. Do they keep the alliance with the ACC? It well, seems like they have to because they're in the ACC and everything they, else. They, they have a conference or they have a, um, a contract where if they join a football conference before 2025, I think it is. It might be 2030. It's a long time. If they join a football conference before that time, it has to be the ACC. So they can't go to a conference. They still play hockey in the Big Ten, though. Yeah, well, that's just that's I feel like just they have to like how many ACC schools realistically, have especially hockey. further of the ACC like, doesn't sponsor hockey. Yeah, so, so I mean, so but here's so like Syracuse, Notre Dame would have been perfect in the Big Ten. So Syracuse and yeah, abs- oh absolutely. So Syracuse and Pittsburgh probably have hockey teams. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about college hockey, so they probably have hockey teams. And even though they're in the Mississippi ACC, State has one. What? Why? What? Uh, why do y'all? Why? That doesn't know. make any sense. I don't know. I'll make the rules. And that's that's ridiculous. But yeah, I, no, that's stupid. I know I we have that. women's hockey. I mean, BYU. I don't know if we have men's hockey. I mean, you might as well. Might as well have it. You probably have beach volleyball too, even though probably not anywhere near a beach. Um, hey, Starkville has got a, it's got like a lake that's really just a field that floods sometimes. Well, I feel like that's most streets in in Charleston. Is that, they're most not. Streets in Charleston. They're not really. They're not really streets. They're just uh, boat paths that sometimes yes. become roads. Yes, we actually live in Venice. Venice. I've never Venice underst- West. I've never understood how that city works. It just seems so bizarre. To, like, it is bizarre to live in on a daily basis. I would hate it. I would murder myself. And you know, just to close it out, BYU would have to join a conference. Yes. Which some of the things that are in there. Put them uh, in the Mac. Maction. Oh my God. There's, we'd have a BYU showing up for Thursday night action. They, well, lost they can't to, play on Sundays. Hell, they lost to Toledo, so maybe they'd fit right into the MAC. I don't know. Wednesday night action, bro. All right. I'm ready for it. Anything else you want to add? Anything we're looking forward to do for next week? Uh, no. How about you go ahead and ring your impromptu cowbell and Hale State and cowbells playing. And- Hale State, we're beating the shit out of bye this week. All right? What a scary opponent. Cowbells playing and all that bullshit. Bye.